Hello and welcome to this week's OPL special edition of the Almost Awesome Esports podcast. My name is Taryn and joining me this week is Ben. Oh, how are we doing? And Simon. Hello. So this week's episode was introduced to us by RX's song Nova and a link will be le- uh, a link will be left in the description down below. But before we get into the OPL stuff for this week, uh, Simon, there's been a few major roster changes over in CSGO. Uh, there is. So in the Swedish side of the world, and like the Eastern the Europe side of everything, I don't know why I said that, uh, JW, Flutter, and Crims have been moved from Fnatic to Godsent, while Godsent, across, Godsent sent across Twist and Lecture to um to Fnatic. So it's a bit, a bit odd to see this uh, for like Fnatic be dropping these big players, because they're kind of known for, like, Flusher being so, like, hacky all the time, and JW and, and Crims being, like, a very, very strong players. Then moving to uh, to Godsent with uh, Pronax would be... It's an interesting, like, development. I'm sh- I'm surprised to see what happens with um, with Godsent, because everyone's calling Godsent the new, like, the new biggest team, and it's kind of odd. Yeah. And we'll find out to see what happens with that. I mean... Looking at uh, Twitter, it seems like um, Richard Lewis, one of the major esports journalists, has kind of known about this sort of change from sort of the beginning of E-League. So it seems like there's been sort of things happening in the background of Fnatic for quite a while, and there's been sort of a bit of a bit of tiffs and bits and pieces going on there. So, and obviously with, you know, E-League and um, the ESL Pro League, to be able to keep your spot, you have to have three-fifths and all that sort of stuff. So they played through the E-League. Um, and now that that's all over, they're finally able to make these roster changes. That's right. Yeah. So um, we'll, I'm just excited to see what happens in the next like couple games and see how they um perform and see how Fnatic really performs because I'm guessing we're going to see Godsent as the new like the new number one team in all the majors. Yeah, we'll have to see how um, it goes. Another another little bit of trivia with that: Godsent has now qualified to be part of the Legends team for any of the new majors coming up without actually winning any majors. So that's um interesting to see, like they never they haven't made it into the the finals for any majors, but have already like grant, been granted legendary status from it because they've got three players that have. Yeah, that's I really don't like that ruling by Valve to be honest. Like the three fifths rule shouldn't apply when you're moving from one team to another. I think that spot should go. You should have to requalify through um, you know the qualifiers and whatnot. And same as Fnatic, like they shouldn't get the spot. The players shouldn't get the spot. It should simply mean that there's another spot there for qualifiers. You know what I mean? More like a yeah, fresh that, slate. Be, yeah, it, that would be odd, but that would be good. But except the fact that there's so many roster changes that all the legends teams wouldn't be able to like stay in their whole like they wouldn't be able to stay in the 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 legends forever like for the entire season or like a, a year because they've been changing their roster so much. Yeah. Um, and so some more North American news. My team, uh, Cloud9, have lost their their newest player, their in-game leader. Slemmy has been moved back to their subline, and they've picked up someone from TSM called Automatic. Or, yeah, Automatic. And um, I guess he's moving into the new in-game leader role, and hopefully Cloud9 can do something, because I don't think they're doing very well recently. So, I don't know. Hopefully Cloud9 can be the biggest like NA team again instead of being knocked out by Liquid and and all the other ones CLG I see it being very unlikely nah I see it very unlikely but I, I a man can dream the man can dream 
And now uh, back to Taryn to talk about some Dota news. Over in Dota 2, the International has wrapped up with uh, Wings Gaming taking out first place, coming uh, just above Digital Chaos taking out second. These prize pools are massive. Like, looking at the prize pool here, Wings Gaming took home $9.1 million. Uh, Digital Chaos took home nearly $3.5 million. Evil Geniuses came out third, and they've taken home uh, $2.1 mil. And Fnatic, coming fourth, have taken home uh, $1.4 million. Uh, Simon, looking at the tournament, there were quite a few upsets. Things like OG going out, re- OG going out really early. Um, TNC's really good run. MVP Phoenix's really good run. Do you have any sort um, of thoughts on the tournament? Uh not really. I think that um, I think I've talked about um, MVP Phoenix have been kind of like a, a, a small Chinese team, and I, I guess they've had a good run, but they've they've been around for a, a bit longer than some of the newer teams, um, such as Wings. I also think that it was crazy to see that um that OG got knocked out early, and I I also believe what uh, Ehome got knocked out early as well. Was that right? Uh yeah, Ehome got knocked out relatively early. That's that's yeah, that's crazy to see as well because they're they're supposed to be the best team in China. So uh, that's that's a bit it's a bit crazy to see. Uh, I'm really happy that to see that um like a North American team hasn't won this time. Because I think the last two t- times it was a North American team, being Team Secret and uh, and Evil Geniuses. So I don't know. We'll have to. That'll be. That'll be. It's nice to see, and I think that's really good to see all that stuff and crazy times. I don't know. I'm just rambling now. Yeah. The one thing I picked up from that though, MVP Phoenix, they're a Korean team, aren't they? Not Chinese. Um. Yeah. No. I, yeah. MVP Phoenix is a Korean team, but Ehome is a Chinese team. Yeah, you, them. yeah, you called MVP a Chinese team. Oops. Well, shit. Anyway, that's enough news for this week. So, um, last week we had OPL. Uh, what did you? How did you guys find it? Oh, geez, OPL was excellent for my first ever live stage event. Uh, for esports, anyway, it was over the top. There was an excellent display. Riot Games have done excellent on that one. Uh, couldn't be more happy. As for the team's performance, uh, that is a different thing, but we'll get back to that a little bit later. Yep. But yeah, overall, I really enjoyed the event. It was an amazing turnout. We had, well, what, roughly around 4,000 seats, and it was practically booked out. Um, yeah. I think this was a first for Brisbane for the OPL anyway. Yeah. Uh, I have imagined um, Dota has staged a Brisbane event before, I'm fairly sure. Uh, but yeah, that's first for Brisbane, so... Happy to join on that one. And, yeah, I yeah, mean, the production just excellent value. vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely. The production, the production value was definitely really good once we got in there. But even outside, all the events that were going on outside, uh, Simon, from someone who doesn't watch League or know anything about League at all, what's your experience? Um, I did make a, a tweet like halfway through, and I was I said that I don't really know what's happening, but I'm enjoying myself, and that that really rang too because I didn't know really what was happening and what 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 was all like all the things were doing, and I saw everyone when people died, I was like, how did that happen? But I don't really care because they're dead, and I was like, I'm really enjoying myself because there's so many people here, there's so much like crowd interaction, there's so many people cheering all these times, and I was like, yeah, and then it, Ben can attest to this for me, He's just. Like, randomly saying, like, one of the characters' names when they go into a fight, and I'm like, oh, shit, look at him! And um, I was just, I was having fun. That was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I think every time Carbon did something, which was the, um, Legacy's jungler, Simon just went nuts. 
No, I no, I was like most of the time I, I knew he was like he was out of position or he was like trying something crazy and, and didn't really pull out very well. And I was yeah, like, yeah, the high risk. I was like when he when he went in, I was like, oh no, Carvin, don't, because you just need to farm up and get back in the game instead of trying to steal their jungle. You need to just stick to your own. But I mean, that's yeah. what you get for being cocky, I guess. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, How do we go? In the OPL in general, what do you guys think of the Knights in the performance-wise? Well, yeah, I, I thought that the both teams did well. Um, one de- team obviously did better than the other one, but I'm guessing the Chiefs wouldn't, like, on, on another day when the te- when the, like, both teams were, like, both mentally prepared, I guess maybe it would have been a closer match, but I think Legacy was, was kind of sucking themselves out and a lot of the pre-show was sucking them out, so... Um, I'm just not sure they were 100% prepared mentally and physically or what well, what really happened, but they didn't really show up very well. And I I, I still thought they were pretty, like, good games, but Ben and Taron had other thoughts. Yeah, no. To me, as someone who's watched a lot of the OPL season, Legacy just did not show up. I mean, their level of play, it was like... they To me, it looked like they were playing like Hellions. And for someone like Simon who hasn't watched it, Hellions are like... Um, What's the team in Smite that didn't win a series or games? Series or season? Corvidae. Yeah. Hellions is like the Corvidae of OPL. They didn't win a single best of three this season. And to me, Legacy were playing like that. They were always out of position. Carbon continuously got caught out. The bot lane was just overpowered by Raze and Egym. Swiper proved proved everyone wrong that he can be a carry top laner. And Swiffer was just being Swiffer. Spooks was probably the best I have seen Spooks play in his career. Um, and Legacy just, yeah, they had nothing. Um, what about you, Ben? Any thoughts on the games? Uh, they were entertaining, but it was very one-sided. In an interview um, that Tyron got to do, we'll bring that through a bit later. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the analyst just said simply, um, he can't really mention it too much, but his money was on Chiefs from the get-go, so it was... Pretty predictable, especially from someone much higher analyst um, than what we are. It was very interesting to watch. Game three had me on the edge of my seat, but Chiefs pulled through and took a straight three set. Um, game one was very shocking, seeing as yeah, as you're saying, Carbon getting caught out with the um, jungle graves consistently invading him. Um, not much he can do, but he he didn't play safe. He decided to push out and try and play risky moves, uh, going for the, the high, yeah, after losing first blood, that is, going for the um, high risk, high reward kind of scenarios and just not pulling through. I mean, in those kind of situations, you kind of do have to risk it, but at the end of the day, you've got to pull through with it to make it successful, which they didn't. They choked a little. They were just not playing at the top of their game. I mean, going up against a team such as Chiefs, um, I can only imagine the stress that they've got to put up against someone that's been to, what, the wild cards four times in a row, if I recall correctly? Yeah, Chiefs have attended the last four international wild cards, so you've got the two mid-season ones and the two world qualifiers. Yep. And I mean, like, being under that sort of pressure to kind of step up your game and be one of them, it's, it's just too much on them. I mean, good on them for giving an attempt, but they just they just weren't in the form to actually take it on. Um, as for Chiefs, they were awesome. They um, played at the top of their game. They were consistent. They were dominating. Um, and f- the first game, they only got one death. It was almost a perfect game. 
losing no towers and only in the second last team fight they um lost their AD carry but besides that yeah excellent form i think they're in tip top shape going into wild cards uh come next week and um fingers crossed that they actually make it through to worlds now with the changes in the policy where as the top 2 from wild cards go through rather than the single one over the last four years, we've seen him choke out in the finals, um, coming second place and just missing out by a fraction to go through in the Worlds. Yeah, so pretty much at every wildcard event, Chiefs have been that team that does well in groups and then gets to the finals and then they just choke. A lot of it's been put on um, Ray Deer and his ability to choke massively once he gets to what, to in-pressure situations. But um, with a new ADC, Ray's coming in. We'll have to see how he performs on the world stage when it comes to the wildcard event. Going up against teams such as, you know, Inns Esports from Brazil, Dark Passage from Turkey, Chaos Latin Gamers, Saigon Jokers, uh, Rampage from Japan. So it's definitely going to be a really hard challenge. Um, we'll have to see how they perform. And of course, in the wildcards, the top four go into the final series where you have one play four and two v three, where the winners uh, get a spot at Worlds. So, I mean, the choke factor could still be there, but the way Ray's played in those three games, it's just, yeah. I, I'm really hoping Chiefs, they have a real shot at Worlds this year. Um, and yeah, let's just hope they don't throw it away. Despite um, being up against Legacy Esports, they still played them immaculately. Um, all games, they all came out positive as far as I recall, except for Game 3. I think one of them went negative. Um, but yeah, they just absolutely were on top form and being um, best of two going through... Oh, sorry, being the top two going through the Worlds, I think it's going to be less stressful on them this year, especially going... Um, I got against some of the heavy contenders that you mentioned. So, yeah, fingers crossed they actually have a better shot this year going at the uh, world title. I mean, I don't think they're in form to take on the likes of SK Gaming and... Um, sorry. SKTT1 Gaming and uh, TSM and all those other big heavy contender from contenders from NA and EU and... Just all over the world. Um, but it will be a big experience for them. And I'm sure next year, assuming that uh, none of the other members retire after the season, uh, they're going to go through and have another shot at it. Yeah, I I kind of disagree with you there. I think if we can make it two worlds, we definitely can't compete with teams like, you know, SKT, uh, Rocks Tigers, KT from Korea, or, you know, probably not even the Chinese teams. But when it comes to playing, you know, the weaker teams in the LMS, so whether it be J Team, whether it be J Team or uh, Flash Wolves, uh, and then you look at sort of the second and third seeds from um, NA and EU, so probably you know the CLG, um, the Liquid, uh, those sort of teams. I think we might be able to compete, uh, not to the level that Brazil did last year, because Brazil was probably the best World Cup team. Um, oh, but I think if we can make it two Worlds, it'll not only we'll probably get crushed. Not as bad as everyone thinks, but we'll get beaten, not win many games. But I think being able to come back to Oceania after playing these world top quality teams and um, uh, bring that experience back and being able to play against these lower tier teams with this experience, bring these strategies and these thought processes back will be a major benefit to Oceania as a region. Oh, definitely, um, because I know Chiefs, they don't only play amongst themselves, but other team uh, teams as well so sharing these strats and um, 
just analyzing in general um, how their performance is going to go is going to help Oceanic, as you mentioned. Um, but yeah, I I definitely say that after their experience this year, they're definitely going to come out again top uh, next year in season seven and maybe push a little bit further on into the worlds, assuming that they make it past the wildcard stage. Yeah, moving away from Chiefs for a little bit here and more towards Legacy. I really want to know what happened between games there because, as I said before, this isn't the Legacy we've seen through the season and sort of in the week the week before in their game against Avant Garde. Um, Legacy were the powerhouse team of the competition. They beat Chiefs before. They've only lost one game in the split, and I believe that was two... I can't remember if it was Chiefs or Dire Wolves, um, but they only lost one best of three through the series. They were the top team, and... I really want to know what went wrong for them. Like, was it their preparation? Was it sort of uh, the nerves? Of I, I reckon it, it would have had team? to been pressure at the um, top of my list on that one. I mean, Carbon, he got named what, MVP of the season, if I got correct. Or was that split? Uh, Carbon was MVP of the split. Yeah, of the split. So, I mean, with those awards being chucked straight at the first game, um, you've got to go into the game with high moral and like be really pumped for it. But the way that they got slaughtered, I think that really quickly sat them into their place. I think it's similar to that, Ben, but I think it was it was a combination of losing first blood from Carbon in his in his own jungle. I think might have been the um like put the nail in the coffin for that early game, and uh, that that's that whole game. And then once they lost that game, they like were like oh shit we really didn't expect that we will have to pick up our game next next game and then they didn't and carbon got shut down again i think that was the nail in the coffin for the entire series because they didn't really come back after that they got the third game yes it was closer but they still weren't playing to the top of their ability which they should have been no definitely and with carbon being uh the shot caller for that um he's getting shut down he's getting put behind i think that put a bit of doubt into his team um about the plays to make. I mean, if the jungle is being put behind and he can't get himself back on track, why is he in a position to <laughs> make these other shots? I think the team's uh, synergy was not all there. Um, they did con- come together in Game 3, but by then it was too late. Yeah, I mean, if game, if the way they played Game 3 was the way they played Game 1, it would have been a much closer series. We would have seen <laughs> best of five rather than a straight three. Yeah, I think if they had have played Game 3, Game 1 the way they played Game 3, we would have seen at least four games, maybe even five in the series. It would have been much closer, I think, as a lot of the casters said, if it went to five games, oh, as a lot Legacy of the analysts said, if it went to five games, Legacy probably would have won. Uh, having sort of that new ADC on the Chiefs side, going behind so early, I think that um, it would have got in their head if they had have lost and been in that high-pressure two-all situation. Um, but it just was not to be. No, definitely not. And, I mean, they only just had that ADC for the last week or so. I can only imagine um, how many games they would have had to rush and all the preparation they would have had to go through to try and get that team in a stable condition going into what was to be their only shot to going for Worlds not, for this season not anyway. Not necessarily. I mean... Two weeks to work with an ADC, you know. You have to remember that these guys are actually really skilled players. Oh, so definitely. Coming they're, they're doing this team. as a career rather than just a hobby. Oh, uh, not, not really. But sort of, they already have these skills. 
So coming into a new team, you just need to sort of build on the uh, synergy between, especially between ADC and bot lane, and having a support. Uh, no, hang on. Between ADC and support, and having a support such as EGM there, he is a massive. He's a powerhouse in that support role, and it gets to points where he can sort of one v five games if he has to. Um, having someone like that to be able to back you up so that if Raze did have a bad game or, um, you know, if he did get behind EGM, his aggressiveness in lane would always give Raze a way back into the game. And I think having a support with you like that uh, is a huge boost uh, and sort of made making the synergy a lot easier, especially considering Raze is also a really aggressive ADC. Um, yeah, Definitely. On that, any last words? I am very disappointed that the games didn't go to a best of five, but as mentioned, the place was awesome. The games were awesome. They were entertaining. The vibe was just amazing. Being amongst the community as a whole and seeing a massive turnout for the first esports event just blew my mind. Um, Going back to the start of year, when I thought about esports events locally in Oceanic, I was thinking like me sitting in a room on plastic chairs with maybe bunch of like 30 people watching a screen or just like a real bad land setup kind of thing one of those real cringy setups but no they put on an awesome show it was well done um i am yeah. very keen for next year and i'm definitely keen to um go see wild cards next year as well try and organize us to go over and actually watch it in person yeah that's not gonna happen wild cards in another country not gonna happen ben <laughs> we can try uh, we can try, but it's not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, the production quality was definitely a high point. I mean, I sent a picture to my mother halfway through the games, and I got questioned where the fuck I was, because it didn't look like an esports event. Um, Simon, coming from someone who doesn't play League, do you have any last thoughts of the event overall? Would you go um... again? I would definitely go again. Um, I I really learnt a lot from the games, and I learned like how big that like I knew it was big, but I didn't realize it was like they had like very very expensive items that were there, and they had a very really nice like setup that they did. The stream from what we saw from outside could have been done a little bit better with um them swapping like their cameras were a little bit like slow and didn't really get into the game as quickly as like, we could have because we were we could see like the screens on stage and they were already in game and we were like waiting for the, the screen to update so we could see shit. Um, I really enjoyed a lot of the, the pre-show they did with like some Q&As and uh, signings for teams and stuff. That was really cool. Um, and lots, lots of cosplayers. I saw a lot of cosplayers and I was definitely extremely happy with a lot of the female ones because they were... They were, they were top on point. Um, of course you were, Simon. Shut up. Uh, there was. I, I also made a comment um, while we were there, like a couple times, because I saw some people walking around with very, very, very expensive cameras, just like on their shoulders, like falling off. And I, I knew, like, they were like contractors for the event, and they probably had no idea what the fuck was happening, but they were just taking videos for it. Yeah, that and was, was one like, of the things you kept commenting on. The quality you were—it looked like you were drooling over these cameras. There was, there were like thirty thousand dollar cameras, like base thirty thousand dollar cameras. That they were just carrying around taking videos with, and I was like, "Holy shit, that is awesome! I want to do that." Yeah, which that was that was really cool. But we did get to walk around with the with the microphone and get to talk to people, and we got an interview with uh, 
a very special somebody, which I think uh, we can play next. Yeah, we're ne- next. just about to come to that. Um, well, but yeah, anyways, well done to Chiefs. Uh, good luck to them at International Wildcard. So before the game, we spoke to Spawn about the winner's chances at IWCQ and his thoughts on the competition at the tournament. We also spoke about the LPL and his early prediction for Worlds. We'll leave you with that interview. Uh, so this week I'm joined with Spawn. How are you going, Spawn? Yeah, I'm going really well. OPL final, so I'm excited to be here. That's good. Um, as we've seen, again, this year in the finals, we've got sort of Chiefs legacy, but it seems like it was much more of a fight to get there. Do you, what do you think of the OPL this season? Yeah, OPL this season was incredibly close. I guess the rise of Avant-Garde is really that fourth-place spot uh, solidified a really nice semi-finals run for both teams. I think that the Chiefs kind of had a mid-season slump that Reg- Legacy were able to power through. So uh, Legacy definitely on form coming into this one, but uh, addition of Rays will do good things for Chiefs, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, going, Looking forward towards uh, International Wildcard, the qualifier for Worlds and whatnot, uh, the winner of tonight's game will move on to join um, Chaos Latin Gamers and Rampage, who beat Detonation Focus Me in Japan. What do you reckon our chances are of actually qualifying for Worlds this year? Well, they send top two teams this year, which kind of gets rid of the finals need that we seem to struggle with uh, so much. So hoping that uh, that does Oceania a little bit of a favour, but realistically our wildcard regions are starting to really level up and have a good run for it. It's going to be hard to get past Turkey, Brazil uh, and the CIS region, so you know odds are that it's going to be an uphill battle but that's where uh, Oceania and Australia especially strives the most. Yeah, uphill battles is usually where we do a lot better when we're the underdogs other than the on top uh, but you're also uh, on the analyst desk for the Chinese LPL and that's sort of coming to the final now with Aimei making a, a kind of extraordinary run into the semi-finals this week something that I didn't well I didn't expect for myself um, do you have any thoughts of anyone that any team that might be able to knock EDG and RNG off the top I think if anyone does knock off either EDG or RNG it'll be team WE uh, they've looked the most consistent in the third place team for a lot of the split I mean they've already taken down RNG once I think in week nine so you know uh, if any team is going to do it it will be the WE lineup uh, I has definitely had a good run uh, we thought that the LSPL teams weren't going to be able to do this anymore however looks like EDG's sister team really did uh, level them up a lot uh, in saying that I think the run kind of ends now I don't think they really get past the semi-finals yeah we'll have to look forward I don't think they've got much of a chance against EDG but you never know. Uh, and then, again, looking towards uh, Worlds, a little bit further past that, we saw uh, KT, knock off, um, KT knock off SKT last night. Uh, do you have any sort of inklings of sort of just first impressions on who's going to go where in the finals? Yeah, so KT versus Rocks will be an interesting one now, especially because it's Smeb versus Someday, and they really are two very ca- carry-oriented top laners, I guess it's fair to say. Uh, Someday's performance on Nara is really good, but Smeb also has a lot of counters for it in his back pocket. So uh, that'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, watching Korea overall as, uh, has been pretty interesting because SKT's had kind of a slow decline heading in. Uh, they started very hot after MSI and haven't got much better, whereas it looks like uh, KT, S- uh, sorry, KT, Samsung, as well as Rox, really ramped up towards the end of the split. Obviously, Samsung weren't able to make it, but uh, KT and Rox, they're very good finalists at the moment. Yeah, uh, so look, just looking at the um, sort of scope for Korea, um, I think it's in the situation where if Rox Tigers win, uh, SKT takes second place. That's correct. So here's hoping Rox, you know, take the winner, eh? see uh, SKT in the finals again. Uh, yeah, you know, potentially. Uh, I mean, every other uh, team is kind of hoping that SKT wins because no one wants to get them as a group P pool. So, uh, you know, that's, that's going to happen if Rox are able to pick it up in saying that Rox very good team. But uh, once again, you just want to bet against SKT at a world finals. I think across best of five format uh, and double round robin, they are still one of the best teams in the world. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and just finally, who's going to win tonight, Chiefs or Legacy? 
Uh, well, don't want to give away too much. Uh, I say it on the uh, analyst desk, but uh, I will give you the fact that uh, I, I am behind Chiefs at the moment, uh, and I'm kind of the opposite. Don't know whether it will be close. Uh, if it goes to five games, I predict Legacy will win, but uh, if we get four, I'll be surprised. Fair enough. Anyway, thanks for your time. No worries. Thanks for having me. No worries. So, once again, we'd like to thank Spawn for his time on what was quite a busy day. Um, hope to speak to him again at some point. Uh, now let's move over to the one minute quickie and Simon, you got a question for us this week? Uh, I do. Um, I am currently chewing some gum and I've, um, using that as my inspiration for this question. So what is your favorite flavor of gum? Mm, peppermint. Oh, that's really hard. I've always preferred spearmint. Ooh. Um, I haven't really... Peppermint? <laughs> Over peppermint. Uh, peppermint's refreshing, but spearmint's always more, uh, how would I say, sweet. I've got a big sugar tooth. I always go for sweet things. Sweet. So, yeah, peppermint goes for over spearmint on that one. Oh, sorry. No. Wait, is spearmint, spearmint, is spearmint oh, the green fuck. one or is spearmint the blue one with the extra? Spe- spearmint's, spearmint's green. Yeah, spearmint. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's always, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. So, um, I always go for spearmint over peppermint. Um, as for other flavors, like your bubble gum and all that, and the whatever you want to call that blue one, I don't know what it is. Um, it's not too bad, but it, I just don't fancy it over the others. Do any of you chew things like uh, juicy fruit, which isn't really a flavor? It's more just crappy gum. Oh, just fruit's great. Yeah. I know it's good, it's but it's actually... not really a flavor, and the flavor doesn't last very long. It's sort of just there and gone. It doesn't. It's, juicy fruit. it's like a tutti fruity flavor that's just gone. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but it's good though. Spearmint's great. Oh, and um, two fruits great. Oh, not two fruit. And um, what are you chewing right now? What gum are you chewing? I'm chewing some Tempest or some watermelon flavored uh, fire gum. Which I don't know why it was just like on sale at the supermarket. I don't know what You're just a tight ass. You should buy proper gum. To be fair, I bought two packs of five gum for a dollar because they were almost out of date. So I can't really talk about tight. Okay. Whatever. Uh, Ben, you got a question for us? I do. Um, I'm going to throw this back towards um, (laughs) the OPL, actually. Yeah, that's my inspiration for this question. You stole Simon's half, half of Simon's fucking line. I did. Thank you. You really did. I stole it like I stole your kills. Um, you don't steal my kills because you suck. You play Teemo, you suck. That's why I steal the kills. Any- anyway, back to my question. Um, next LAN event you want to see and why? I wouldn't mind actually watching a CSGO. Now that I'm slowly merging into it, I find it much easier for me to fall along. Um, slowly learning all the call out so I actually understand where the hell people are trying to direct you when they're calling out and shit um I'd like to see it in Brisbane as well being local and it's easier for Tyron to travel to us than us to travel to Tyron yeah I'm not travelling uh, how about you Tyron well, uh, what's a LAN event that you'd be keen to see I'm keen for any LAN event honestly uh meeting the community in person like just being able to speak to people uh who play the game everyone's completely different in person to what they are uh, in-game. So that one person in-game that tells you to kill yourself is probably a little guy that's probably the nicest person you'll ever meet in real life. No, he's probably You're a guy. dick. I was talking about you, that short shit motherfucker that no one likes. I don't, 
Short shit. Taller than you. Short shit. You're the fucking midget here. <laughs> you come up to our shoulders. Yeah, but Simon's a dick, so... Simon's dick's probably well, taller than my, you. Oh. My, uh, my, my land event that I really like, would, like, would like to go to would be um, the OPL finals. The next, whatever the next split is, I might, I'm, I'm thinking I maybe will come down to Sydney to see it, or if they bring it to Brisbane, which would be lovely, but I doubt they will, because CG's based in Sydney. But, um, yeah, I'd really, really like to see some smite. Um, there's probably a Counter-Strike event coming up, and in, in, I think the next one is in Brisbane, but it's, it's a very, very, like, local, like, open ladder kind of thing, um, which I might go see. Uh, but, yeah, the, I think it'll probably a, um, a smite thing, or hopefully Taron will go to this the smite thing on this weekend, if he's, not, if he's not a little fucking bitch. But yeah, I might go during the day, but I might uh, not. Depends. I just got a message saying I have to go out and drink or else I'm a fucking pussy. So, Taran, uh, do, do you have a question for us tonight? Uh, I sort of do. My question to you. Oh, here we go. Huh? What'd you say, Ben? No. Continue. What'd you, no, no. What'd you say? He said, he said no, you don't. <laughs> no, I said, oh, here we okay, go. Okay, no. No, I don't have a question. Exactly. That, was that what you were expecting? No, I don't have a question. Yep. Let's move on. Good. Yep. Because you like the bitch out. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I actually do have a question now. <laughs> then fucking say uh, your question, cunt. My question for this week is, considering we've, we've started playing CSGO again, what is your aim by the end of the year? What rank do you want to be in CSGO? Uh, Simon? Um, at the end of the year, probably back to, to MG. Um... I probably could get to it, but I just don't know if I'm not going gonna to happen because you're a faggot. Well, no, I think next. I will because I, I am the fucking best. Can't. Next, next, I am the best, so I probably get MG, and I guess Ben will probably get to like what silver three. Ben's got to actually get a rank first. No, he has already, a, he has a rank. He's, sil- he's silver two. Oh, yes. No, I'm silver three. Oh, you are. I thought you're silver two. Yep, silver three. I'm hoping to get to silver elite at least. Ah, oh, you will get that. Play with me. Of course, of course, you say your target's really low. You, that's what happens I mean, when you shit. See, my target is to get DMG. You're not going to get that. You got to set your targets high. Silver four. You, you got to set your targets high so that when you fail, you get disappointed. That's how it works. That's <laughs> like my plan is to get by the end of the year to be uh, challenger one in league, to be uh, the number one player on the Smite server, to be that number one for that to happen. To be number one in Hearthstone. To be a top 500 player in Overwatch, and to be DMG, uh, to be global elite, sorry, in uh, CSGO. I can do all that, Nick. I can do that all of that in the next four and a half months. I reckon you'd be global faggot. And I reckon you should kill yourself. But, that, but, that's, but that's my input anyway. Anyway, uh, that pretty much wraps us up this week. Uh, ben, where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me at uh, my Twitter on at double A E underscore Ben. Um, also, if you can find our website, you'll find all our plugs on there as well. Um, besides that, at the steamcommunity.com forward slash ID forward slash White Ravenix. Uh, that's my Steam account. I'm always playing Rocket League and slowly getting into CS as well. So shoot me up. I'm always keen to play with new people. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at AAE underscore Taron. You can find me pretty much anywhere. All my details are on the website. And where can... Uh, no one gives a shit where you can find Simon. Uh, so we'll move on to finishing the episode now. You can find me at AAE underscore Simon. 
And you can find me um, at Simon or AE underscore Simon on Steam and come play CS with me and send me all your skins. Play blocks. Why you would want to play with Simon and lose is beyond me, but if you want to, so be it. I think I've yeah. won every single game I've played with you two. You'd be better off yeah, adding actually, me. Yeah, we I've haven't got lost 100% one yet. win rate. I'm at 100% but, with you two, but I've, I've, I'm at like 80% by myself. I'm at 100% since I started playing again. I've only played yeah. two games Three with matches. you and then one, yeah, one on my own. Alrighty, well, let's wrap this up so I can get into some sort of yes. Uh, anyway, that wraps uh, us just... up for this week. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to our uh, special episode. We'll be back next week with our normal content, and remember, stay awesome. See you later. Bye-bye.